0: It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, and that's right. I am going to be proving myself right yet again, because I am ahead of the curve. And as always, if you listen to me, you too are being the intelligent, critical thinking, lovable fuzzballs. That I all know that you are. And you're also six months at least ahead of the curve. This is making the rounds over in Canada. Uh justin trudeau is now starting to use the term mature youth when it comes to oh children should be vaccinated or they should be allowed to have transgender surgery and going through gender affirming medical procedures i've brought this up plenty of times and that's why i'm bringing it up today because if i don't ring my own bells if i don't toot my own horn then no one else will So, and you should do the same thing, by the way. If somebody doesn't know your brilliance, don't hesitate at all to point out your own brilliance. Don't rub it in their face, but at least make it be known. What is the term mature youth? You heard it in the United States under mature minor. What they're talking about is essentially lowering the age of consent. And everywhere you go, whether that's Canada, Can- Canada, Kanakistan, or the United States, they're all pushing for the age of consent to be lowered to about 12 years old. This comes from a book that Ruth gater Ginsburg, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg co-wrote back in the 1970s when she talks about the 12-year-old age of consent, it's now being pushed through yet again by the Democrats and so on and so forth. You can't smoke, you can't drive, uh, you can't buy a gun. But if you want to go through gender-affirming surgery and procedures, then 12 years old, that's fine. If you're in California, and uh, guess what? And if you have sex with somebody within 10 years of your age, So a uh, 12-year-old having sex with a 22-year-old, that's perfectly fine as well. You're a mature minor. And if you want to get an experimental gene therapy prophylactic without your parents knowing, well, guess what? Being that you're at least 12 years old, you're a mature youth, then you can go on and make your own decisions when it comes to your health. This is what I've been speaking about time and time again. They're trying to separate children from the parents. They're trying to make the state the custodian of society. And the custodian of society is turning out to be extremely worrisome and an absolute degenerate. When you're talking about uh, laws... That's try that are trying to be passed over on the West Coast and California and so on, where they're saying if you don't abide by your child's gender. So in school, little Michael became Michelle. And if he, if uh Michael comes home, then he if he's not acknowledged as Michelle, then guess what? You're a troublesome parent, and we're going to call CPS on you and have the child separated. And guess what? The child will then go into the foster care system and i don't even have the time to go into how dangerous the american foster care system really is they're trying to take children away from you they don't want you to have children first and foremost they want to be in control of who does and does not have children second if you do have children they want to control the child They want you out of the equation. Now, please tell me how a 12-year-old who can't even ask a girl on a date or is even able to take a girl on a successful date, how are they declared a mature minor? And they can have gender-affirming surgeries. They can get vaccinations, quote-unquote, whenever they want. Watch out for this. Watch out for this. This is all part of that 2030 agenda. And on the social end of this separation, we see it everywhere, particularly in New York over the weekend, where, if you haven't heard it by now, during the Pride March, they started to chant, We're coming for your children. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. They are doing this on purpose. They know what they're doing. We all know what they're doing. Now, here's the funny part about all of this. Having grown up in New York, I know what a pride parade is all about. And I would never go to a pride parade because I don't feel like staring at men's hairy asses and thongs. I don't feel like looking at... People walking around on all fours in leather S&M masks with a leash around their neck. I I just don't think that's something I'd enjoy witnessing. Now, having said that, whilst going on a cruise as a youth, we had to drive through a pride parade one time, and good God almighty, (laughs) I saw things that I didn't even know could possibly exist. (laughs) So... The bigger problem is this. It's not the Pride Parade. We all know what these Pride Parades are all about. But it is these parents that are coming to bring their children to these kinds of events. And furthermore, these people are now chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. They're out for your kids. They want to separate parents from children. On the legal side of it, I just explained it, and now on the social side, on the social constructs of society, of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, you're having literal Satanists insert themselves, ha ha, in these pride parades, saying that Satan is more than happy to allow people to identify as whatever gender they prefer. Um, Great. Fantastic. I can't wait to see what happens in a generation. But before that occurs, we can't wait another generation. We've got Donald Trump. There was a recording that was leaked, and all of the left-wing media is just, this is it. Donald Trump admits that he has stolen classified documents. And he knowingly did that, and he disobeyed the laws, so we've got him. We're going to get him six ways to Sunday. Well, the problem is, is that him saying that doesn't mean the government actually has any evidence for it. That's one. Now, this whole recording that got leaked was... Trump talking to a podcaster, there's no evidence that Trump showed the podcaster any of these supposed classified documents. There's no evidence that Trump told anybody, never mind the podcaster, about what was in any of these classified documents, except for one little itty bitty thing. And that was that General Milley, this is the same general, by the way, that contacted his chinese compatriots to say that oh we've got the election under control trump won't win don't worry about it back in 2020 milley had all of these wonderful plans to start a new war against iran and trump supposedly stole those plans my goodness It seems as though that Donald Trump, if anything, potentially stopped another war. How awful is that? That's just terrible, because we know the Bidens and the Democrats, they love war. They can't get enough of it. And by the way, most Republicans, if not all Republicans, feel the same way on Capitol Hill, when it comes to a war, when it comes to giving more money to intelligence agencies, to intelligence contractors, uh, the Pentagon, uh, the military industrial intelligence censorship industry, everybody is on board. Everybody is on board. But what happened over the weekend? What's Wagner? Wagner is a private military contractor. Think Blackwater, think G, right? Whatever name Eric Prince now has for his company, by the way, run out of Malta, of all places, Wagner and the guy that runs Wagner, because I can't pronounce his name, decided to sit there and try to commit a coup of some sort. I would call it a mutiny. A lot of people call it a coup. The difference being a coup wants to overthrow the government. A mutiny is a group of soldiers that say enough is enough, especially when it comes to pushing back against their superior officers for one reason or another. You can go back to World War One and look at all of the French mutinies that were going on over there. A ton of French soldiers, especially in 1917, just flipped the bird and said, forget about it. You can go pound croissants. We're not going out into that war zone. It doesn't matter how many people die. Nothing ever changes. The front line stays the same. So tough. That's what a mutiny is all about. That's what we saw over the weekend with Wagner and Putin. But what's interesting about all of this is that Biden immediately ran out there and said, I want to make clear that the United States and NATO had nothing to do with this. No, absolutely nothing. And two days before this mutiny, uh, the Pentagon decided to find $6.2 billion, with a B, in the couch cushions. I wonder what happened to that $6.2 billion. Now, what happened with this mutiny? Wagner was disbanded, essentially, and distributed throughout the Russian armed forces, now part of the Russian military, and the head cheese himself, the guy whose name I cannot pronounce, I think it's Priogine or something like that, he's now in Belarus, because the leader of Belarus, Poroshenko, uh, not Poroshenko, uh, Lukashenko, (laughs) Poroshenko. He brokered the deal that essentially allowed him to be alive because Putin was ready to just demolish every single life that is part of Wagner. So now he's over in Belarus. Wagner is now incorporated into the Russian military. Let me ask you this question. What do we think was going on? With all of these explosions on Russian territory, does everybody remember that drone attack in Moscow, right? I brought up that a drone, in order to hit Moscow, had to be relatively close. It probably couldn't have come from Ukraine to hit Moscow. Didn't really do any damage, and it wasn't meant to do any damage. It was meant to send a message. Could these events have been perpetrated by none other than Wagner? Are we looking at an insurrection? Was the CIA and MI6, and I'll even throw Mossad in there if you look at Parijan's early life, were they responsible for setting him up to try and overthrow Putin and march on Moscow. My humble opinion is obviously a resounding yes. Absolutely, of course they did. And that also leads us to what happens here in the United States. When over the weekend, We had a whole bunch of Fed Front, oh, I'm sorry, Patriot Front individuals, right? The neo-Nazis that were out there, they're marching, they are going against a supposed MAGA-influenced rally, and they're there, dressed up in their Walmart best khakis, blue shirt, of course, we've got sunglasses, hats, and balaclavas, and Face coverings, Patriot Front, they're the ones. They are the Nazis, and they hate any minority. Well, guess what happened? Now, this took place in Oregon, by the way. Guess what happened? Those individuals that were originally protesting for America got sick and tired of these Patriot Front stooges, and they decided to get into a fight. And that fight ultimately ended with some of these Patriot Front Stooges being unmasked. That's right. They got their masks ripped off. And what did we find? We find that these supposed Nazis, or at least one of them, turned out to be one feds, two, (laughs) you'll love this, two a Jewish political science major uh, who desperately, according to his social media before he deleted it, wanted to work in the government. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, a couple of other individuals within Patriot Front that were unmasked turned out to be Antifa operatives. So the next time somebody comes out and says, oh no, MAGA, Trump supporter. they're the ones. They're the ones responsible for an insurrection on January 6th. And by the way, for those brain-dead idiots, if you want to know what an insurrection actually looks like, you may want to review the footage and the drama that occurred over the weekend between Putin and Wagner. That." is what a real insurrection looks like. Not a rabble rally going for a stroll in the Capitol building. And Congresswomen and Congressmen acting in an overdramatic fashion to try and drum up the propagandistic mainstream media to get Trump out of office. For all of those idiots out there that say, Oh, January 6th was MAGA. Let me explain something to you. What's stopping you from believing for two seconds that maybe, just maybe, Antifa people purchased MAGA hats, those Antifa people were put on guest lists on behalf of certain Congress members, and They infiltrated January 6th. They committed all of the discord. They're the ones that broke the windows. Could it be just for a second that Antifa, the Democrat militant arm, was the ones committing January 6th? That would explain... Why none of these people that we see in the videos, by the way, McCarthy is saying, oh, we can't release all the videos. McCarthy, backstabber, by the way. Could it be that they don't want those videos released because they know what happened? And those individuals that committed all of these crimes on January 6th, If you do a search, if you do a request, those individuals are on the guest list for a lot of Democrat members of Congress. And smart people would start requesting who was given that status on January 6th. That would be a very, very important Freedom of Information Act request. That's going to be it for me. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me, do whatever you've got to do. Print out a photo of me, tack it to your mirror, put it on a vision board, whatever you've got to do. Last Call Caravan on all of the social media outlets. And Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels on all of your uh, podcasting platforms. Not that. So... As always, I appreciate the listens.